Welcome to Set for Life with Pastor Ray Jensen. You can find us at setforliferadio.com. Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. So let's listen from God's Word, verse by verse, on how we can prepare for the coming of the Lord and Messiah Jesus, who died on the cross, so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life if you give your heart and believe what He's done for you. You'll be set for life with the treasure stored up in heaven when you're through. You'll be set for life. Be Again, Nehemiah prayed according to what the Lord had already declared. And that's in Deuteronomy 32 and 35. It says, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Don't take vengeance on nobody. You do that. You're you're working against the Lord's will. And you're a believer. You are to be held to a higher standard than that. Somebody cuts you down, cuts you off in traffic. Don't flip them the bird. I'll show you. Oh, like that's going to ruin their day. You don't need to do that stuff. And the reason I say that is because I know we live near Houston. And we we have that a lot here. <laughs> Bad drivers, and you want to just. Ugh. I'll tell you a big set of accountability for me. I was walking through HEB not long ago. There was a girl selling stuff from behind a counter, and she hollered, "Hey, I listen to your show." And I'm like, "Whoa!" And it kind of scared me. I don't know who this girl was, and she just heard me talk, and she recognized my voice from the radio. So imagine I'm driving through traffic, and I do something stupid like that, and. I, I hear you on your show, and I saw what you did. Huge accountability for me. It's scary, but it's good. It's healthy for me. Oh, my gosh. So you don't have the right to get vengeance, because if you get vengeance, and you're a Christian, aren't you? Yeah. You don't look like it. I've told some people, if you claim to be a Christian, uh, please stop doing what you're doing. You're making life harder for me to preach, because you're making us look bad. But Nehemiah, he did not pray vengeance. He prayed according to God's word. Christians, pray according to God's word. Well, I don't know enough about God's word to know how. Well, get started. You got this afternoon, go home, start reading somewhere. Get on it. Vengeance is the Lord's. You pray like this, Lord, you deal with him. Shut him down. He's messing with my work. Shut him down, Lord. I leave Samballot up to you. According to your word, shut this man down according to what you have already proclaimed so that your people Israel will not be despised. Can you see all the layers that are in Nehemiah's prayer? This is called a layer prayer. Let's have a layer prayer. You got to be careful how you pray. So don't take a passage like this and think it gives you the right to pray people down because context, you got to know what's going on in the story. You know, some people, when they don't understand stories like this, what they end up doing is praying vengeance. Do you think God is going to listen to that? When he said, I have vengeance, vengeance belongs to me, and you pray, Lord, get that guy, and you're praying vengeance? That's not a prayer he's going to hear. As a matter of fact, it's going to ricochet back. It's going to backfire on you, and it's going to hurt you. So be careful how you pray. Also be careful how you read the Bible. Know what's going on in the story before you draw any wrong conclusions. When the disciples asked for fire down the Samaritans, Jesus said, you don't know what you're asking. It's a bad spirit you're asking here. So be careful. You pray rightly. You have to pray according to God's word. And if you don't know God's word, 
then you're probably playing, praying wrong. And it's probably time you start reading that book. Learn to pray so that you pray right. Friends, did you know that God's word is mandatory for Christian living? It's mandatory. You have to have it. Every time I go scuba diving, I have to have my tank or I'm in trouble. God's word is mandatory. You've got to carry it and take it with you. You've got to take it in. You've got to breathe it in all the time. So what Nehemiah did in this prayer, he prayed to activate what God had already said he would do for the defense of Israel. When our AC broke last week, not this one, the other one, we've had two now. (laughs) I prayed for the Lord to restore the AC. I said, Lord, I don't think you brought us here to fail us. I don't think you brought us here for that. So, Lord, would you please just get the AC working? And he turned it back on. It was like on its last leg. It was barely on and barely not, but it came on like two hours before a Wednesday service. I said, Lord, we need cool air. People are coming in two hours. I barely have enough time to cool the building at all. So, Lord, I was in my office back there. I said, so, Lord, would you just turn it on? I don't know what to do. Just turn it on. Now I'm going to go look. Amen. <laughs> and I walked around here and it was on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we had, we had service here. Pray. According to God's will, God, you brought us here. So, Lord, according to your will, will you do this, please? So, pray according to God's will, not your own. Big difference. Get your bias out of it. Get your prejudice out of it. Get your sense of vengeance. Oh, they started it. You got to pray right. Nehemiah 4 and 6. So, we built the wall, and the entire wall was joined together up to half its height, for the people had a mind to work. This is unity. This Look at what you get done when you've got people in unity. Body of Christ, we're here in unity. At least I hope we are. I pray we are. The things we can get done together. But I want you to notice how Nehemiah prayed and got right back to work. Nehemiah did not pray and then go lay down and worry all day what Sam Ballot said. Well, Lord, I hope you take care of him and then go lay down and whine about it all day. It says we built the wall. I don't care if Sam Ballot likes it or not. We built the wall. He didn't pray and then halt the work out of fear that somebody might be offended. Oh, we're going to offend somebody if we build this wall. We better not build this wall. I, I had a friend literally tell me, Ray, you need to stop going around telling people about Jesus. And he said he was a Christian. I said, what? He goes, yeah, if you tell people about Jesus, they'll get offended. And if they get offended, then how are they going to hear about the Lord? I said, what? you got to be kidding me. Don't do this. They'll be offended. He didn't stop the wall. He kept building the wall. Oh, Sam Ballot and Tobiah, they're so offended. Everybody's going to get so offended. We should just stop. Now, Lord, do something about it. We're going to stop. It says, no, we built the wall. Christian, everybody's going to be offended what you're doing. Don't stop. You hear me? You hear the word? Build. I want you to recognize how Nehemiah faced opposition with two things. With prayer and persistence prayer and persistence he kept going he didn't quit once nehemiah turned all the trouble over to the lord he went back to work believing that the lord has got this that's something we need to learn to do lord i'm not stopping you got it that time the ac was out lord i'm gonna have service today whether the ac is on or not you've got this That man's going to make that big radio show about me and mess me up. But Lord, I'm going to keep studying for the next one. We're going to keep going. We're not going to stop. Oh, but Ray, you're offending everybody. That's on them. Lord, deal with them. 
That's their problem. Nehemiah persisted because he trusted God would honor and uphold the promises that he had made for Jerusalem to help the Jews achieve the goal of rebuilding the wall. Now, I love the words right there. Those are great words that says, so we built the wall. (laughs) That's strong when you look at that emphasis there. We built the wall. He didn't say, so we stopped until Sam Ballot finally woke up. You know, there's some people who are never going to wake up. They're never going to get it. Don't hinder your progress because your buddies don't get it. Who cares what Sam Ballot thinks? We have the mind to do it. The people have the mind to work, so we built the wall. Now, one thing to notice from verse 6 is that they built the wall half its height, halfway up. It's not all the way up yet. Now, I can see two things from this. First, it looks like Sam Ballot's mockery only spurred them to work harder. That's what I want you to take from your ridicule from your mockery, from the hurtful things that people say against you designed to mess you up and make you want to quit. You take that that would have been anger against them and you put that momentum into energy to continue what you're doing. There's times when we get lazy. I I do at times. And so somebody will come along and spur you up. Sometimes it's encouragement. Sometimes it's the enemy, ha-ha, backfire. Now you just made me more determined to get it done. It made them work harder. It spurred them. The ridicule, it fired them up. And so they threw themselves into a new strategy that they didn't think of before. Instead of taking longer to finish the wall at full height, they put it up half the height so that they could at least have some kind of preliminary quicker defense in case they launched an attack. Now they got a full wall, only halfway up, but it is a full wall. It's almost like, thanks for making fun of me. You only made me work harder. You pushed me into another level that I didn't see was that I needed to do. The Apollo moon mission. We were trying to beat the Russians. It was all political race. It was a moon race. NASA, the NASA people will tell you that if it was not for the Apollo 1 fire, that it burned on the launch pad and it killed the three guys in it. If that had not happened, we would have never made it to the moon because it forced them to go, whoa, wait a minute. Wait a minute. And it spurred everybody up. It's like, we got to stop being in such a rush. We got to be careful. We killed three men. We got to do things right. And it took them into new strategies and new angles they never thought of before. They had to redesign the door so if that happened again, the guys could pop it off and get out. They had to come up with a lot of new things that they weren't doing. So sometimes hardship will push you to get you to a place that you can't get to on your own. And I see this happen here. They built the wall in a different way, halfway height, but now they have a defense in case of an attack. Now, Nehemiah wrote later in chapter 6 that they rebuilt the whole wall in 52 days. This is 52. That sounds like a lot, especially if you've been to Israel and you've seen how much area this is. They, man, they, they really put it to it. The enemy spurred them. Secondly, what do you think this record building here in 52 days, what do you think that sudden spurt of building, man, they're really moving now. What do you think that did to Sam Ballot's mind? Man, look at these guys go. He said they couldn't build a wall. Remember that? You Jews, you can't even build a wall. If a fox runs over it, it'll knock it down. So it was kind of like, oh, you, you want to mock us? Well, we'll show you. 
Friends, I want you to own the mockery. I want you to own the ridicule that people throw at you and use it. Don't let it beat you up and make you fall on the floor. Oh, God, use it. I, I am appreciative now for a lot of the mockery I've got in the past. I hate it when it's, I'm going through it, but I've learned to use it, channel it. So, bam, they have a full surrounded Jerusalem, but at half height. You want to make fun of us now, Sam Ballot? Look what we did. I think the Jews just showed Sam Ballot how serious they are. Friends, when people make fun of you and the things they do and say, don't take it personal. They are just unbelievers. They don't know what they're saying. They're just speaking on behalf of what Satan wants them to say. They're little puppets on a string. You take that, though, and you channel it and say, I'm only going to work all the harder. I'm only going to show them Jesus all the more. Redirect it. Don't let it beat you. Use it. Nehemiah 4 and 7. Now it happened when Samballat, Tobiah, the Arabs, the Ammonites, and the Ashdodites heard that the walls of Jerusalem were being restored and the gaps were beginning to be closed, (laughs) that they became very angry. And all of them conspired together to come and attack Jerusalem and create confusion. Nevertheless, see, look at the persistence here. Nevertheless, we made our prayer to our God. And because of them, we set a watch against them day and night. Okay, new threat comes new strategy. Good strategy. So they're going to they're gonna attack. Oh, no, now we have the real reason to get all upset and go crazy. Now we can strike back. No, they haven't struck you yet. They still went before the Lord. Same equation still works. Always take your difficulties to the Lord God. So the same point I made about calling upon the promises of God. Lord God, you said you'd do this. You said you'd protect us. Shut this man down. They're doing the same thing here. Same solution to the same problem. And guys, it works every time. Call upon the Lord according to his will. Do not call according to your will. If you call according to your will, just think of it. Every time you try to fix something yourself, don't you just kind of mess it up. You know, that's where I am. Every time I personally try to do it myself, I just make it worse. I have to go before the Lord God. Lord, you deal with it. So they said, according to your will, Lord God, they didn't just sit there. Oh, no, they're going to attack us now. We only have a half a height wall. No, we're going to keep going. We're going to keep doing it. So they set up a 24-hour watch because their enemies took this wall as a threat. We're going to come get you. This wall meant that the Jews were able to defend themselves. And the enemies, friends, your enemy does not want you to defend yourself. They want you to have no defense. And if you take your defense in a fist or in harsh words back, you're using the wrong weapons. Take it before the Lord God and pray. He will give you the right strategy instead of the one you want to do. So the strategy God gave them was put some guards on the wall. But look at all the people groups here. They're planning to attack, but how would they attack? How how were the enemy going to attack them? Look at the people groups. It says Sanballat, Tobiah. It says the Arabs. It's got Ammonites listed, the Ashdodites. These were people groups that lived in the north, south, east, and west of Jerusalem. That means they were going to attack Jerusalem from every side at the same time. North, south, east, and west. We're going to come from every side to get you. So did the Lord answer Nehemiah's prayer or not? I want you to consider, did they not complete a wall on every side? There's a wall on the north, on the south, on the east, and the west. All of these people groups have a wall in front of them 
before they can come and attack. I think God answered Nehemiah's prayer. I just want us to recognize God's hand in this. God helped Jerusalem's defense. They had enemies on every side that were arrogant. He held those enemies in their blindness until after they built the wall. These guys didn't even think to attack until after the wall had been built up on all sides. So they're building the wall. Oh, we'll just make fun of them. We'll just make fun of them. We'll mock them. But after the wall's up, now they're talking about an attack. Funny. You should have thought about this a month ago. Now the wall's done, pretty much. Friends, I guess the point I'm trying to make is that persecution only made them work harder. Jesus said, you will have trouble. You will have persecution. And usually in our society today, the first time people hear that, oh, we're going to have trouble. We're going to have persecution. Uh And they want to just fall down and just uh go crazy. What this does is it spurs us to work harder through the Lord's will and not our own. So now they're working harder. They were able to establish a second layer of defense. They put guys up on the walls. It's a second layer of defense to watch for any incoming stealth attacks. They would have never known to do this if they hadn't found out there was an attack coming. The Lord let them know ahead of time. You got trouble coming, but guess what? I'm going to tell you what to do before it gets here. Yes, we have trouble coming, but the Lord God is going to tell you what to do before it gets here. That's why you got to listen to him. Nehemiah 4 and 10. Then Judah, the whole clan, the whole tribe. Then Judah said, the strength of the laborers is failing. And there is so much rubbish that we're not able to build the wall. And our adversary said, they will neither know nor see anything till we come into their midst and kill them and cause the work to cease. So it was when the Jews who dwelt near them came that they told us 10 times, for whatever place you turn, they will be upon us. Okay, they're doing better, but everything's not done yet. Now there's a real threat. If we leave this at all, no matter where we go, they're going to be right there. They're going to get us. So with that spur of motivation, it also made people tired. You ever run like you're back in the day, believe it or not, there's a day I used to run a lot. Okay, no, it doesn't look like it now. But I used to run a lot, and I know I was getting near the end, or somebody would pass me, and I had this spur to run harder. And I'd run harder. No, you're not beating me. And I'd run harder, and I'd get past the line, I'd finish. But my gosh, that made me extra tired. Okay, so that's what's happening. They're getting exhausted here because they pushed harder. They're they're very tired. And when you get extra exhausted, that also brings on more prime time to worry, doesn't it? Uh, Lord, I'm tired. I'm beat. I'm, I, I have nothing left. Here's another problem, Lord God, and now I'm going to worry about it. And so they're starting to worry a little bit. They were afraid that a sudden attack is going to hit them and take them down. So Nehemiah needed to implement yet another strategy here. We need something else because even though the people were scared, he realized there was some truth to what they were saying. They're going to get us on every side. We're failing. We're getting tired. Yes, we built it, but we're, we're running out of steam. What do we do? Nehemiah 4 and 13. Therefore, I positioned men behind the lower parts of the wall at the openings, and I set the people according to their families with their swords, their spears, and their bows. And I looked and arose and said to the nobles, look at the nobles. Remember, these are the guys that didn't even want to help. Remember, they wouldn't even help build the wall. Now he's got them in it. I guess they're seeing trouble, right? About time. And I said to the nobles, to the leaders, and to the rest of the people, do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord, 
great and awesome. And fight for your brethren, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. And it happened when our enemies heard that it was known to us and that God had brought their plot to nothing, that all of us returned to the wall, everyone to his work. Friends, I know you're getting tired. I know you're working extra hard at times, and the worry is starting to set in because the exhaustion hits you. I think Nehemiah had a great strategy here that I want to use for you today. Remember the Lord. I think when we get a little worried and a little tired, and oh, no, this new thing happened now, what? Do I? I think we forget God, don't we? Remember the Lord, how great and awesome he is. He fights. So I love how Nehemiah told the nobles, guys, you need to get in this. I think somewhere along the way, they originally weren't fighting. They weren't uh, helping to build the wall. I think somehow or another they came in. I think they're starting to realize the urgency. But Nehemiah's new strategy was to position people with weapons. We're not just working. We're working with with arms now. We're working with things to, to, to strike back if you come at us. And he specifically put families together to fight in groups. Men to fight before their families. Again, this is a way to spur them with more fierceness because if dad is fighting with his wife and his kids nearby, dad is going to fight a lot harder. You're going to fight harder for your own direct family than you will for anybody else. So here's the next level of strategy. Fight with your families. Y'all stay together. It will make them fight that much harder because now they really got something to fight for. We're not just fighting for a wall. We're not just fighting for a town. We're fighting for our children, our wives, grandchildren, so on and so forth. Now you've got an amplifier on that radio, right? When the enemy heard about it, now they are the ones that became scared. Look at how God turned the tables. He turned it the other way. They knew now there's no way to fight against any man who fights for his family. Now Sam Ballot and all the other guys around, all the way around, now they realize we can't do this. God brought their plot down to nothing. Did Nehemiah not say, Lord, shut this man down? Nehemiah 4 and 16, so it was from that time on that half of my servants worked at construction while the other half held the spears, the shields, the bows, and wore armor. But that was hot work. And the leaders were behind all the house of Judah. Those who built on the wall those and those who carried burdens loaded themselves so that with one hand they worked at construction and with the other hand they held a weapon. Every one of the builders had his sword girded at his side as he built, but the one who had the trumpet was beside me, he said. So again, another change of strategy was given by God. I think God gave this to Nehemiah. Nehemiah is praying in accordance to God's will. God is telling him, here's what you need to do next. New problem. Okay, here's what you need to add to that. New problem. Now here's what you need to do with that. Christian, I'm telling you, if you pray your way or don't pray at all or don't know God's word, you don't know what God has already said he would do for you. When problems hit, you're going to be an easy target. You're going to go down at the first arrow. You need to be in tune with your Lord. You need to know what he has said about you. You need to know what he has called you to do. You need to know how to pray right. you for listening to set for life we hope you can join us next time unless jesus returns for us first 
Set for Life is the radio ministry of Pastor Ray Jensen. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast at setforliferadio.com. Hi, this is Ray Jensen. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to encourage you in God's Word. If the Bible doesn't excite you, then you're not reading it. I want you to remember that you are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life.